NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? I hope you're all right. It's Monday, January 15, all day. And I'm your host. Oh, geez, Mondays. James Clements. Uh, I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can also, uh, what, see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily. What else do I do? NFL Australia? All the good stuff. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all things NBA, a bit of strayer. Crazy weekend. We got a trade. We got a Dame Time game winner buzzer beating three. Draymond's coming back. Jerry Krause's widow got booed. What is going on? We got weekend winners and losers. We got the game wraps. We got that's not a knife, old mate. No mate, spot of the night, bet on Lonzo Ball. We got dickhead of the weekend. We got the NRs. We got the unpopular opinion of the day. Now back take house. Where we're serving up a flame grilled take. Uh, there is an Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence and a great moment in NBA Australia stat history as well. Because we're just going to do a uh, audio reenactment of the excellent Chris Anstey piece that went up today. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, and there's 11 games tomorrow, so we've got a huge set of game previews. And we might finish up with a deli review. We'll see how we're doing by the end of it. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1018. <laughs> Of NBA Australia. Do you reckon Josh Giddy starts looking at this one now? That's 18? All right. There you go. Good job. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Wow, you better, better watch out for the dame attack if you're the Kings. Or you better watch out for the ref attack if you're Mike Brown. Jeez, have a sook, Mike. Enjoyed that. That dude just had a big, big old sook about the refs, and it was pretty fun because they got dame-timed. Uh, right, let's get into today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. I believe it's with a, uh, what is it called, Jimbo? It's a whip crack, isn't it? That's what the daily whip around men. As mentioned at the top, we got a trade. Um, anytime you can have uh, two of the worst teams in the NBA trading with each other, it's like, hey, do you guys want a pile of dog shit? Yeah. Do you guys want a pile of dog shit back? It's like, yeah, this is great. We're trading dog shit. Uh, in this case, it's Danilo Gallinari and my smooth Mike Muscala. Off to Detroit. Detroit basketball in return. The Washington Wizards get Marvy Bags, Isaiah Livers, and a couple of seconds. Uh, sure. The Wizards are like, fuck yes, we finally got Marvin Bagley, bro. Finally got him, man. Uh, he's got a $12.5 million salary. Look, anytime the Detroit Pistons can, like, I don't know, trade for a dude, extend him, and then go, fuck, that was a mistake, and trade him to uh, Washington, you just got to do it, right? But... I guess it's pretty smart for the Detroit Basketball Pistons because Bags had that one year left of like 12.5 mil. Moose and Lenardi are expirings. Uh, so it opens up, what, almost 60 million bucks in cap space for the Pistons. Now, you might go, hang on a second, Jim. The Pistons are really fucking horrible. Who would take their money? And I would answer, oh, I don't know, probably plenty of people. Money's money. Detroit, sure, it's not a great place to live. And sure, the team is shit. And sure, you're not going to win anything, but I don't know. 
how good would getting paid a fuck ton of money to play in Detroit be? Just ask Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant up there in Portland. Uh, but still, it's very much a bit of a wash trade for me. Uh, where Detroit, I feel like there was actually reports as well that they're very clearly not done dealing. And yeah, because they don't want to be the worst team in NBA history, which is fair because I don't think that's something you should aspire to, really. And here we are. While the Wizards, I think, what was it? My boss was messaging me going, yes, finally free bags. I'm like, but hey, shit. <laughs> uh, my boss was all like, nah, 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 man. He's like fucking fully good to go now. He's like, yes, mate. Finally, free bags. I'm like, all right. The bloke is averaging a 10 and 4. And uh, look, you know that I don't mind bags. I've talked about bags fairly often. Hey, Jimmy, are you still talking about basketball, man? Yes. Settle down. Uh, and Bagley has, like, these moments where you're like, hey, he's Andy on offense. And then you see him play, and you're like, oh, does he know how to play basketball? Like, does he? Does he really? It's like, well, he knows how to play on one end. So, yep, it's a very classic Sacramento Kings number two draft pick, isn't it? Marvin fucking Bagley. Good job, mate. Good job. But now I guess to join a Wizards team that is like, uh, defense? Never heard of her. Isn't that what you put in front of your house? <laughs> defense? Oh, God. Buddy Heald is up for uh, grabs as well. The Pacers, according to Mark Stone. Uh, I've been building trade offers around Buddy. He's got, what, 18.6 left on his contract and a first rounder to bring in a bit of help for your man Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know, just imagine if you had a good shooter on a decent contract. Oh, like Buddy Hill. Yeah. I don't know. The paces just feel weird to me. It's Bruce Brown. You want to open up some more time for Benny Matherin? Cool. In an ideal world, Buddy Hill fetches you a better version of Buddy Hill. But who is it? Like, who are you kicking the tires on? It's a weird mix. Unless you want to go get Zach Levine, but I feel like that just fucking... Certainly doesn't help what ails you. You know what I'm saying for the Pacers? It feels like they've got like, without Halliburton for the next little bit, you just go, right, Benny Matherin, go hammer and tongs, mate. And he's like, all right, sick, man. But they're still not playing their rookie, Jarris Walker. So he's still untouchable, apparently, and so is Benny Matherin. And they're like, ah, let's showcase Buddy Hield. And it's like, all right. I'm pretty sure we all know what Buddy Hield is at this point. I just don't know what the carve-out is there. Like... I have talked about getting Kuzma for healed. Maybe that's something that Washington bite at, where they go, fuck yeah, we'll take another pick. We're not going anywhere anyway, bro. And I still reckon he'd be fantastic on the paces. So maybe that's the trade. Let's do that. All right. I've talked myself into it. Desmond Boone, he's out. Uh, If you heard that sound, it was the Memphis Grizzlies being kicked in the nuts once more. Not only do they lose Ja Moran for the season, Marcus Smart is out for six weeks, and then Desmond Brown has a grade three left ankle sprain. He'll be reevaluated in six weeks. What was that sound? Oh, it was the tanks rolling down the highway to Memphis. Jesus. They've got no good players left. It's like, oh, but Jim, they've got Triple J. It's like, oh, yeah. Nice. Is Richard Kingsmill still in charge? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I like that one. That was funny. Um, the Grizzlies are just packer up boys time, right? That's absolutely brutal. Like, no smart. No, like, I think Santi Aldama's still hurt. Jar's out. Now you got Desmond Boone. No 
Oh, Stephen Adams, brute. Brandon Clark, this is just a mash unit, the Grizzlies. It's fucking brutal. Pack her up, boys. Your season is done. Speaking of the Grizzlies, Draymond! That's right. World Championship boxer uh, Draymond Green coming back against the Grizzlies in Memphis. Up against, uh, what is it, on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, What's he going to do? Fucking try to assassinate the rest of MLK's family? Jesus. Of all the days for Draymond to come back, what's he going to do? Cause a bit of civil unrest? <laughs> Just shooting into the Lorraine Hotel. Uh, great. I am fascinated by how this Draymond thing goes because, oh, man, yeah, I've been really working hard on myself by putting out this podcast explaining how hard I've been working on myself. Fuck off, idiot. Uh, Jerry Krause's widow got booed. That was pretty brutal on the weekend, wasn't it? I'll talk about that again in a second. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> poor Thelma Krause. Like, she's just sitting there going, oh, it's nice that all the bulls are getting honoured in the ring of honour. Oh, well, what the fuck? They're booing my dead husband. And the last little bit of news, D-Wade is getting a statue out there in Miami. First player in Heat history to get one. Alonzo's morning's got to be like, come on, man. What the fuck? I lost a kidney. <laughs> All right, let's do some game wraps from the weekend. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Crazy weird weekend because we didn't have too many games today because of the NFL playoffs and the NBA being a bunch of cowards and not going, wanting to go up against them. But anyway, uh, let's fly through these. The Sixers beat the pants off the Kings 112-93 because uh, Tobias Harris decided, well, I'm a spiritual king, so let's kick the fuck out of him. Without Embiid... This is a problem as well, of course. Joel Embiid, sore knee, not great. Uh, beat the piss out of this out of this Kings team, and it was like Harris and Maxi and their defense, which was weird because this Kings team that can score the best and manage ninety three points. The Suvlaki King, he's had the 14, 12, and five. Twenty one for Foxby, shot five of fifteen. No one else could hit a shot. Fifteen on seventeen shots from Malik Monkey goes zero of seven from three. It's just Jebrotar. Meanwhile, 37 from the never knew Tobias Harris. He's like, Jim, I've been listening to NBA Australia and uh, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, fuck me. Checks out. Uh, good win for Philly. Really good win. At home, Kings, that's a bad loss, I'll tell you. What else? We had the Pacers beat the pants off the Hawks because they are just a shit team, aren't they? don't know what it is. 126-108. Hawks, I think we're on a back-to-back for this game. It's still just, I mean, what are we doing here at this point? This horrible, horrible Hawks team. So they lose. Oh, no, they weren't coming off a back-to-back. They come off that overtime game against Philly, and then they lost in a back-to-back. That's why they're going to pop up again in weekend winners and losers, because they're shit. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, Just brutal. And 126-108. This is a team without Halliburton. The Hawks at full strength, basically. They've got DeJunte Murray. They've got Trey Young. Trey goes 4 of 17 in that one. Bogdan goes 3 of 12. DeJunte Murray's like, please trade me. 29, 4 and 4. Uh, whereas the Pacers had, I believe it was like six, eight dudes in double figures. That's how you do it. Not bloody bad, mate. Not bloody bad. Pacers got the 23 and 15 with that win. 
flip that up and reverse it, you've basically got the Hawks, 15 and 22. What a horrible year for them. Rockets beat the Pistons just 112-110. It felt like the Pistons were tanking down the stretch. It's like, guys, you're 3 and 36. You don't need to throw away games to the Rockets. Crazy. Magic lost to the Heat in an absolute burn burner of a game. This game was fucking awesome, actually, on Saturday. I was watching with the Squids and uh, he had Big Pumpkinhead himself, 19 points for Murray Wagner. But Bam was fucking huge in this game. And the Magic just couldn't get anything. Paolo just had like a couple of cracks at it right at the end and completely fucking cooked it. Talk about him again later. But Duncan Robinson, 23 points on 19 shots. Like the fact that the Heat win this game without anybody is a real indictment on the Magic. Even though the Magic was without Franz Wagner, they still at least brought back Jingles was back. He had 14, 6, and 3. But you've got Paolo, you've got Suggs, you are starting Goga, Chumura Kiki, and Caleb Houston. But your bench is still Mo Wagner, Mark L. Fultz, Cole Anthony, Jingles, Anthony Black. So you're feeling okay. The Heat have got Duncan Robinson, Hayward Highsmith, Jovic, Jaime Hawkes, and like nobody else because they're all cooked. No, there goes my hero. Like just nothing. It's all bam. And they pulled it off. That's a big Battle of Florida win there for the uh, Heat 99-96. Awesome game. I mean, it wasn't a highlight. Fucking pack one, but it was really fun. Uh, the Warriors held on to beat the Bulls. Big comeback. Dropped 78 in the second half against the Bulls, who just completely shit down their leg. Yeah, the Splash Brothers go off. Clay, 36-6. and six. He was really good. Rose in the air, had 39. Uh, but this is the Warriors when you... I think I talked about this on Friday's show, right? I sort of predicted this. Curry and Thompson. Uh, if I predict a really big Curry game. He went 6 of 15 from 3. 8 of 24. Kobe! Against the Bulls, 27, 9 assists, not bad, 1 turnover, beauty. How's that? You only have 3 turnovers for an entire game. You're the Warriors, you should win that. They scored 140 because of it. Not bad, bro, hit 23s. Bulls just couldn't keep up in that second half, but 48 and a quarter is fucking ridiculous. Great job, Warriors. Clippers held off the Grizzlies, 128-119. Paul George at 37. Yeah, the Wolves kicked the piss out of the Blazers. Wolf, 116-93. Rudiger Bears, this stuff that were 24 and 17, not bad. Wembenyama and the Spurs got a big win over the Hornets, 135.99, because the Hornets, uh, they're fucking horrible. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. They are absolutely horrible. Talk about them in a second. The Yaz beat the Raptors. They beat the pants off the Raptors, too. This Raptors team is uh, not great. Whereas the Yaz, they look now, but they are cruising. 145, 113. Larry at 22 and 9. And then the Nugs. Beat the Pelicans 125-113 despite Zion's 30-6. Yeah, catch had 27-10-14 because he's a weapon. Uh, yesterday's games. A couple of interesting ones in this one. The Rockets could not keep up with the Seas. 113-145. Jalen Brown had 32. Shingoon had 19-10. The Wizards beat the Hawks because they are shit. 127-99. Uh, crazy game for the Wiz. Like, they're just in the going, yes. Kuzma, 29. 19 for Denny Avdija. 20 for Poole. That's how you do it. Just let him off the fucking hook, bro. Off they went. Uh, whereas the Hawks, just Trey Young. Can that dude hit a fucking shot, please? He went 6 of 19. Jeez, uh, Jim, was that directly after he went 4 of 17 the day before? Yes. What did he do the day before that, Jim? 7 of 22. Uh, in fact, he shot over 46% mm, twice in 2024. He's fucked. He's averaging, he's shooting 33% this year. Trey Young stinks. DeJunte Mara's like, get me the fuck out of here, man. I hate this guy. 
Uh, the Knicks beat the piss out of the Grizzlies. You're going to hear that a lot for the rest of the season. 106-94. Ajea Hartenstein, yeah, at 12-20 and four blocks. Bloody hell. Warriors on a back-to-back tough one. Look, the NBA schedule makers, I don't know what the fuck is going through their heads when they're doing some of these schedules, but we get these awesome, awesome matchups, and it feels like like 85% of them over the last like month or so have come with one of the teams on a back-to-back. We got that with the Warriors and Bucks, 118-129. Uh, big win for the Bucks down the stretch as they sort of went, right, well, we're resting Curry, and the Bucks are like, well, we've still got Dame, and he had 27. Antetokounmpo was really good, 33-9-5, 24-10 for Middleton. Uh, but it took a big, 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 big fourth quarter to get past them for the Bucks. It was no defense. Defense optional in that game. 46-37 in the fourth quarter, but it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, the Magic come up short against the Thunder there, 112-100. Again, Magic on a back-to-back. SGA goes neat, 37-6-7. He's a weapon. Pelicans beat the Mavericks because the Mavericks are fucked. God, I hate them. 118-108. Jeez, Jim, was it because you bet on the Mavericks? Yeah. The Pelicans didn't have, like, their three best players and beat the fucking Mavs, who had at least, I don't know, Kyrie. Been by 10. It's just, what are we doing here? You know? And Hardaway, the lesser, they had Derek Jones Jr. They've got Dwight Powell. They've got Greeny starting Kyrie, and they lose by 10 to the Pelicans at home. Fuck you, Dallas. God damn it. Uh, Bulls, 122, beat the Spurs, 116. Uh, you had the Yaz. Oh, I believe that was a game that Wemby set out. The dude's playing like 20 minutes of fucking game and we're sitting him out on back-to-backs. What are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? What the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? Like, uh, you know, you know me. I'm not much of a one about, oh, resting's for pussies and you should all play one million fucking games, bro. And like, fucking just always play and like... Everybody used to be tougher back in the day. I'm not that at all. I think you should be fucking pretty chill about it. But Wemby played 20 minutes against Charlotte in a blowout the day before. It's like, oh, we can't risk him on it back-to-back. He played 20 minutes. They kicked the fuck out of Charlotte. Charlotte don't have, like, he wasn't banging down low with the Charlotte bigs like fucking JT Thor and Nick Richards. Like, settle down. What are we doing? Fuck you, Spurs. Uh, and then the Jazz kicked the shit out of the Lakers without LeBron, despite D'Lo having a revenge game. 39-8 and eight for him. 29-9 and nine for Larry. 132-125. The Jazz keep on rolling. Then today, the five games. Yeah, the Nugs beat the Pacers 117-109 this morning. Uh, Jokic, really good. Fuck all free throws, but 25-12-9 with seven turnovers. Weird one. The Heat kicked the shit out of the Hornets. I told you, they're fucking bad, man. 104.87. Gross. Uh, the Bucks held off the Kings, obviously, because of the Dame time game-winning buzzer-beating three at the end of overtime. Amazing gear. The Kings completely shit down their leg. Giannis with the 27-10-10 triple-double. Uh, yeah, the Clippers uh, shit down their own legs and lose the Wolves, 109-105. The Wolves are now 16-2 at home, and they're awesome. We'll talk about them again in a second. And the Blazers lost at home against the Suns, 127-116. Despite Scoot playing his best game of his career, 33-7-9. Devin Booker at 34-6-7. Durant was really good. Beal was really good. And there you go. Let's do some weekend winners and losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> 
Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me! Ken Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, the weekend winners for this weekend. Pretty interesting ones. You have the Bucks because they got two huge wins, right? Uh, they get past the Kings today. Mike Brown has a big old sook. But they also beat the Warriors. Yes, with that stiff. But they really needed those two wins, right? They're now on a three-game winning streak. You've got your first Dame-time game winner in Milwaukee. And they are just sitting pretty at 28-12. and 12, Absolutely cruising. The Sixers are another one. they got to win without Embiid. Over the Kings, Harris goes for those 37. As I said, he like Tobias Harris is the most Sacramento king who never Sacramento kinged, right? Like, it's hilarious how much Tobias Harris is a Sacramento king, but he's never played for the Sacramento Kings. So... There's still time, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> God bless you, everyone. Uh, Tobias Harris, it's, it blows my mind that he's only 31. It feels like he's been in the league for 400 years. Uh, but anyway, good job by both the Bucks and Sixers to get those wins on the weekend. Like The Sixers needed that one just because without Embiid, uh, had they have obviously lost that game, they'd be on the loser list. And with Embiid... Basically, seeing something like that, you just got to go, all right, yeah, that'll be fine without him being for a little bit. Just need to tread water. Got to stay in that top three. Uh, you have the Miami Heat, a weekend winners. That was a huge win against the Orlando Magic Men because, as I sort of said, Miami playing without anybody. No Butler, no Lowry, no there goes my Tyler Hero, and they got a big win against the Magic team that should not have lost that, I'm just saying. Uh, okay, see. Actually, no, I'll do the Wolves first. Yeah, that was a really big win over the Clippers today. The Wolves are now 28 and 11. They're 16 and 2 at home. They have the second best point differential in the West. And I believe it's like the third or fourth best in the uh, entire NBA. But 28 and 11, the defense is absolutely fucking phenomenal. They're holding teams to 107.3 points a game. Oh, geez, Jim, is that the best in the league? Yeah, by about fucking four points. <laughs> Like, that's a huge gap. Like, no one else is holding a team to like a, like under 110 or 110. It's all 111 plus. The next best, I believe, are the Heat and the Nugs. So that is chaos. The Wolves are fucking awesome. Like, they can be a bit of a slog to watch, but sometimes they're fucking magical. Love it. OKC, that's another weekend winner. Did you know that OKC is the third best record in the NBA right now? In the entire NBA, they're 27-11. They're behind the Celtics, the Wolves, and then it's them. That's unreal. That is so fucking good. Their dudes are shooting the absolute piss out of it as well uh, because there is an amazing, amazing OKC one uh, where essentially not only is SGA going for like, you know, making a bit of a run at the old MVP because, you know, that's just what he does. But over the last 15 games, their efficiency is fucking stupid. SGA is averaging 32, 6 and 6 on 58% shooting. Chet is averaging a 19, 6 and 3 on 61% shooting. And Jalen Williams is averaging a 19, 5 and 4 on 61% shooting from the floor and 60% from three. OKC have just gone 12 and 3 in that run. Giddy's been really good in that run as well. He's got a 12, 6, and 5, and 54% shooting. So, yeah, I guess you could say OKC are pretty bloody good. Detroit are weekend winners. Their rotations, look, with Gallo, make a little bit more sense now. Just 
get some more fucking shooting in there. Get rid of one of their giant fucking spuds. Bags has had his bags packed for fucking years at this point. But, like, my reading of this is, oh, well, this means they can trade Bojan. No, don't do it. Bojan and Gallo, fuck yes. Now we've got Killian Hayes at the point. Let's go all Euro. Go get Bogdan. Go get Goga or Nurk or Valanciunas or Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl. You're going to go full Euro at this point. Which brings me to the question, why has nobody gone full Euro? Like, this was like a big thing fucking 10 years ago when it's like, hey, what should we do if you're a shit team? Why not throw all your assets at basically trying to recreate Team Spain at that time, right? Like the Gasols, Ricky Tiki Ta Ta, Rupi O, and a bunch of the other Spanish dudes, Rudy Hernandez, uh, etc. And Grievous Vasquez, etc. Just go fucking hammer and tongs. Like, if you you know you can't get Jokic, you can't get Luca, but why not try to get everybody fucking else? Like get Bogdan. Get Jovic, the poor man's Jokic. <laughs> if I'm Detroit at this point, like Monty Williams is probably the worst coach for that because he's like, I fucking hate all these Euros. <laughs> you probably need Darko up there in Toronto, uh, but why not go get Darko? Like, let's fucking go. Go full Euro Detroit. I mean, it could not possibly be worse than what you're rolling out there right now. Seriously, Detroit, you're three and thirty-six. Let's fucking do it. Let's see what we can do. Let's get full Euro up in this shit. You've got Killian Hayes. You've got Bojan. You've got Daniela uh, Gallinari. What else can we do? I love it. Trade for Valentunas. There are so many other Euro big men we can get. I love it. Goga would be funny as hell. Go get Boban. That's not a bad idea. Grab me from Houston. Oh, I can see this coming. Fucking Go get Dario and the homie Saric from the Warriors. Shit, yes. This is a great idea. You know who would fucking love to be a part of it? Furkan and Corkmaz. But you know what you should do? Don't trade for him. That's even funnier. <laughs> and finally, the last weekend winner. I mean, you had Boston kick the fuck out of Houston. Uh, yeah, the Wizards actually finally get a win against the Hawks. Ba ba ba. Uh, what else? You also had basically a couple of good wins, like the Suns getting a nice win against the Blazers. Who gives a fuck? But the one for me, the last one, is the Utah Yaz. They are now in the nine spot. And geez, Jim, did you bet on them for their win titles? Yes. Uh, feeling much better about that one. 21 and 20. They have now won five on the trot, and they are now the answer to, hey, Jim, who has the longest win streak in the NBA right now? The answer is your Utah Yaz. And they're fun. This is the team that we should have seen. Maybe they should be trading for uh, DeJunte Murray. What do you reckon? That'd be fun. But you've already got the sex man. You've got Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. You've got Chris Dunn. Maybe the sex man could play next to DeJunte, but still. Lowry, John Collins, Walker Kessler, Kelly Linick. They're just kind of a bit wonky and a bit fun. Let's go Yaz. Anyway, they also just beat the shit out of Lakers. God damn, that was a fun game too. Righto, let's do some losers. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Shut up. Losers. Loser. Losers. Losers. 
losers. That's right, the losers we have, the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, jeez, Jim, weren't you just talking up the other day, man? Yes, I was. What did they then do? They just kicked everybody in the dick, didn't they? What a horrible, horrible game that was against the Pelicans. 118-108, they lose. Came after a really, really, really good win against the Knicks. And it came after a shit loss to the Grizzlies. This is the Mavericks I was thinking about at the start of this season. Wildly inconsistent because they're Alice. They're not playing any D. There's no D. They're just Alice. Uh, But that Pelicans team without... Basically, they're on a back-to-back, the Pelicans. They didn't have Zion or Spindles Ingram. They arrived at their hotel at 4.30 a.m. that day. And they beat the Mavericks. What the shit? What a bunch of losers. That dropped the Mavs to 23-17. and 17. And for me, like the top six of the West, the last two spots in that I think are going to be crazily competitive because you've got the Wolves, the Thunder, the Nuggets, and I've talked up the Clippers over the last week or two. It feels like they are the four sort of best teams there. You've still got the Kings who are really handy, the Mavs, the Suns, the Pelicans. The Mavs, you can't be losing games like that to the Pals. What the fuck are you doing? Jason Kidd, he's a loser. He was asked, he's like, hey, uh, Jason, how do you get him up for this game? He's like, I don't know. I'm just the coach. He's like, I don't know, Jason. It sounds like it's your fucking job, idiot. Uh, Charlotte, a losers. Why is that, Jim? Is it because, as you mentioned time, time and time again, that they're fucking shit, man? Yes. Uh, this is a Hornets team that has just lost to the Bulls twice, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Heat. Uh, by substantial, substantially large amounts. They lost to the Bulls by 13, then by 7, then they lost to the Kings by 25, the Spurs by 36, and then the Heat with nobody by 17. Burn this team to the fucking ground. Oh, but Lamello's back. You've got to let him get back into a bit of a groove. Yeah, I just don't think Lamello and Terry Rose work well together anyway, and this team is fucked. Like, what is the point of the Charlotte Hornets if not to be fucking cool as? I'm a person, a gentleman of an age <laughs> who loves Muggsy Bogues and, of course, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, to the point where I have multiple articles of Charlotte Hornets gear. 1993 playoffs T-shirt, uh, a Larry Johnson T-shirt, two different Charlotte Hornets hats, and they're fucking horrible. What a what an absolute joke of a franchise. Uh, Lamello is a loser. He was just out there tripping Bam today. What the fuck? Go watch that footage. Lamello, you're a piece of shit. Uh, Houston, they're losers. They beat the Pistons, but they really cannot win on the road apart from that. They got fucking straight killed by the Celtics. But he got straight killed. Uh, the Hawks also got straight killed. But he got straight killed. In back-to-back games uh, to the Wizards. And just like, what are we doing here at this point? The Hawks, they're 15 and 23. That was just an absolute fucking, like to lose to the Pacers by uh, 18 and then lose to the Wizards by 28. Just, that's just fucked. Trade Trey Young, do something. The Raptors are on a three-game losing streak. They're not vibing at the moment. It feels like the Blazers have just fallen back into another heap. Uh, The Grizzlies are losers because they've got no fucking healthy players. And Mike Brown. And the Kings. Kings, two tough losses to the Sixers and the Bucks. They should have won at least one of them. Uh, they probably should have won that game against the Bucks, but they really did shit down their leg. The Kings are up by four 
with like 20 seconds left in overtime and they lose. Malik Monk goes 0-2 at the free throw line. Brooke hits that three. Fox misses one of his free throws and Dame hits the game-winning three. So they've got no one to blame but their fucking stupid selves. So great job, everybody. And then Mike Brown gave us an all-time ref sook. Like that was one of the great ref sooks we've ever seen on camera. So I don't know if I want to put him in the weekend winners or losers, but that was gnarly. And, of course, the Lakers. That was a really bad loss to the Yaz, but they're playing basketball at the moment, so good job. All right, let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Ah, uh, DeMar DeRozan there in that losing effort. I really enjoyed the Splash Brothers, though. That was a great throwback. Uh, he had Scoot today with a 33-7-9 uh, in a loss. That's all right. 34-6-7 for D-Book. Ant-Man had 33-9-6 as well today in a good win against the Clippers. Uh, he had Giannis' 27-10-10 against the Kangs. Uh, but I'm still going to give this to Dame because he hit the fucking buzzer-beating game-winning three down two. That's literally the fucking knife. Oh, it's like, oh, what are you? What are you down to? And he's like, yeah, you know what time it is. You're like, oh, here we go. He's going to whip out his giant schlong and go, look at that. And you go, yeah, it's pretty impressive, Dame. Oh, I get it. Boom. It's exactly what he did. So Giannis has 33-9 and nine against the Warriors, turns around as a triple-double. Dame still probably gets it because that was fucking sick. What a legend. Uh, Wembenyama as well, in that 20 minutes that I mentioned against the uh, the Hornets, just how bad they are, he had 26-11 and 11 in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just silly. It's just silly, man. It's just, it's just a bit silly. Shot 9 of 14, 2 of 3 from downtown. He had 2 blocks, 26 points, 11 rebounds. Not bad, bro. Not bad. All right, who was Spud of the night? Spud, 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 of the night. Anthony Penny Simons back on Saturday against the Wolves. He went 0 of 10. That puts him on the hit list, which is the worst performing Spuds of the season. Aaron Gordon, 0-12 uh, back in November. Cam Thomas went 0-11 against the Pelicans. Two-man went 0-10, and so did George Niang against Orlando. So love that. Good to see. Bit of 0-10 action. Happy days. Thanks for coming, Anthony Penny Simons. Uh, we had 1-13 for Devin Vassell. Not great. We had Nikola Jovic go for a 1-8. But I would very much like to thank, because he goes out, he gets hurt. Does Desmond Bain and uh, Dante DiVincenzo did it from three? But so Dante DiVincenzo from three, what's he shoot? That's right, he shot 3-11, and so did Desmond Bain before he went out hurt. But really, just as a giant spud uh, for the weekend, just how about, like, the Hornets, who delivered, I believe, the lowest-scoring half of the season. uh, It was in their second game, so in that weird, crummy, horrible loss that they had, not against the Spurs, uh, because the Spurs' defense was obviously not great, but against the Heat. They managed 31 points in an entire half of basketball in the year 2023. 
They are fucking horrible. They scored 16 and 15. That is just... They shot 34% as a team, 13 turnovers. They were fucking shit. So there you go. They're just better than I. All right. Who is old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? How about Dindilo Bloke finally fulfilled his entire life's mission, his dream as a kid to become a Boston Celtic. Does his knee, gets hurt after he signs, never plays for them, is traded to the Wizards, and he's like, ah, Fuck, as part of the Zinger Extreme Zinger Meal deal. Extreme Zinger Meal. That's the Extreme Zinger Meal deal. Uh, Gallo signs with the Celtics, gets hurt, is traded to the Wizards, is like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? And then gets traded to one of the teams, one of the very few teams that is worse than the Washington Wizards, and he ends up on Detroit. Like, did Gallo piss on the fucking basketball gods or something? Because that is just... Absolutely fucking brutal, isn't it? Like, you go from the absolute top of the ace to literally the worst team almost in NBA history at this point. Poor bloke. Misses out. He's on Boston. He's like, yes, finally. Never plays for them. And then gets traded to Washington and now Detroit. Uh, And then a little bit of a combo, old mate, no mates, and pantsing of the night. Because uh, Russell Westbrook was having a bit of a laugh. You having a laugh uh, at Rudner Gobert's this stuff with that word for airballing a free throw. Russell Westbrook's clowning him on the on the bench with like someone taping it. He's like, oh fuck it, Rudy. Uh, Rudy then hits four straight free throws to seal the win against the Clippers, and Rusty misses literally a wide open layup, which they ask him to take because they're up four and there's about three seconds left in the game. And he misses the wide open layup that no one is contesting and screams, oh shit. I don't know, man. If my name was Russell Westbrook, I'd have at least a hint of like, I don't know, self-determination, a little bit of self-reflexivity about, I don't know, what do they say about people in glass houses not throwing bricks? Russell? You fucking moron. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to laugh at Rudy Gobert for shooting free throws? How about Russell Wilson? Ah, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook shoots better than 68% from the fucking free throw line for the first time since, what, 2018? I'm just saying. Seriously, from the free throw line, he's at a pretty bad 64% this year. Uh, he was 65% last year, 66% the year before. Uh, the best he shot is 76% back in 1920 when he was in uh, 2019, 2020, back on Houston. That's literally the only time since 2018 that he's shot above 66%. Yeah. Just settle down, Rusty. I love you, but pull your fucking head in. Who's the uh, a bit of Lonzo Ball today? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, two years to the day since Lonzo last played an NBA game. Uh, so when they actually had Lonzo, they were 27 and 13. Since then, they're 78 and 88. It's a bit of a kick in the dick, isn't it? Um, I love Lonzo. He's just so hilarious. Uh, but today, we're going to give better than Lonzo ball to Jordan Hawkins because you might remember I was yelling about the Mavericks 
shitting down their own leg against the Pelicans. It was mostly because Jordan Hawkins went fucking bang, 34 points, 6 of 12 from downtown. 34 is one point higher than Lonzo's career high. Uh, five rebounds, four assists, two steals. He went 11 of 19 from the floor. He was absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, he and Jaime Hawkes as well. Jaime Hawkes is just playing out of his goddamn mind. And I'll talk about uh, Rookie of the Year in a second because he had 19-7-3 against the uh, Magic in that win and then shot 7-11 and 15-5-2 and against Charlotte in that blowout win. In only 15 minutes, he had 15-5-2. and He is fucking awesome. The fucking heat. They've done it again. All right, let's see if we've got a magic tweet of the day. Oh, I just really get sad when I don't get magic tweets in my life. You know, just a bit of a weird one. But the good thing is, we've got one today. Let's do it. Woo! Happy belated birthday to NBA Hall of Famer, one of the most exciting NBA players ever, and my great friend, Dominique Wilkins. Magic's like two days late. <laughs> I just got off a fucking yacht in the Mediterranean. Fucking settle down, Jim. I'm Magic Johnson. I'll wish Dominique a fucking birthday a day or two late. I don't give a shit, but I love it. Anyway, what do we say? Thanks, Magic. Right. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week! Uh, well, the Draymond Green Award for Dickheads of the Weekend goes to the Bulls fans who uh, booed Thelma Krause. A uh, bit of a rough one. So we all know that Jerry Krause sort of had people offside with his treatment of, like, you know, swinging his dick around about Phil Jackson and MJ at the end of, like, the last dance. And he did put that team together. Thelma didn't put that team together. So, I don't know, Bulls fans, have a fucking hint of decency about you. Because this is the sort of shit that Philly can get away with because we all know that they're scumbags, like throwing batteries at Santa. This is now your Santa Bulls fans. You've got all the legends, apart from MJ, of your 96 or your 90, you know, the the three second three-peat, the Ring of Honor folks all in there. And then poor fucking Thelma Krause is out there, just some poor old lady whose husband died years ago. Bring up her husband and you fucking boo him? What are you doing? Absolute fucking horror show. Absolute pieces of shit. I'll tell you what, that is... Like, for basically anyone who wants to have a boo of Jerry Krause, you kind of get it. But come on, man. The dude died. He helped build that fucking team. Just, what are you doing? Take a long, hard fucking look at yourselves at booing him. Dickheads of the weekend. All right, let's do some uh, Yeah Nas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Yeah, Nas brought to you by 
NBA Australia shop. That's right. Get your merch. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Do it. Go to NBAAustralia.com slash shop or click through on the socials. Get a coffee mug. Get a t-shirt. Get a hoodie. Get a stubby holder. As I said, I'll chuck in one of the free promo ones as well. Ah, Seriously. Does Jared Krause deserve to be booed? Yeah, nah. I mean, nah. Not in 2020 fucking three. Like, he's a reason that those dudes are in the ring of honor. Fucking pull your heads in, you idiots. Anyway, uh, Hazard P had a good one. <clears throat> Great stuff from Hazard P, actually. He's like, I know you're on Team Chet, Jimmy, but Wemby has now had an insane duel with Giannis and absolutely crushed it during minute restrictions. Is Wemby on track for any of the following, in your opinion? All-star. Yeah, nah. I think he's going to have a hard time making the All-Star team this year. So I'm going to say nah. Because if you think about the West and just who could make it in place of a dude who's playing 20 minutes a game for a team that's 7-31, and 31, like you've got Ant-Man, Cat, and Rudy on the Wolves. You can make a case for any of those three over Wemby. OKC, you've got SGA. You've got, to be honest, Chet. The Nugs. You've obviously got Joker. Uh, Clippers, Paul George, and Kawhi. <laughs> the Pelicans always Zion, Sacramento, Fox, and the Suvlaki King. Dallas has got Kyrie and Luka. The Suns has got, well, obviously KD, Booker as well. Beal's making him a fucking late run for it. The Yaz, they've got Lowry, Houston. Fred Van Vliet's actually got a half-decent case at this point. The Lakers, LeBron and AD. The Warriors with uh, Steph and Clay, even though Clay's like playing like dog shit for most of the year, you know that he's still like a legacy looking. Uh, not much on the Grizzlies, obviously, apart from Triple J, who's had a pretty good year. Portland, Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, not much else. Wemby's going to have a really fucking hard time cracking the 12, is what I'm trying to say. Like, there are a lot of really good players in the West. So, yeah, good luck to him, but I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, defensive oh, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, nah, I mean, he's got a pretty good crack at it, but I still like Chet because his team's really fucking good and he's paying his ass off. Wemby's doing great stuff in limited minutes. I still think Chet is just a really good look. Uh, I've got Chet, Wemby, and Jaime Hockers in my top three still. Uh, what about Defensive Player of the Year, says Hazard P. Yeah, nah. Oh, I'm going to still say nah because uh, San Antonio are giving up 121 points a game. I would probably have Rudy, AD, Bam, uh, easily ahead of him. Who else out there? You could probably look at Kawhi, who's been, anytime it gets like weird, the Clippers go, all right, time for the clamps. He's like, you want me to lose these clamps? And off he goes with the clamps. It's pretty good. Uh, And the Celtics, I mean, it feels like Derek White could have a look in. Drew Holiday for a bit of a look in for Defensive Player of the Year. But yeah, Wemby... I just don't think the Spurs are going to be good good enough defensively that he even gets a little bit of a look at. Dunk contest participation. Yeah, nah, yes. Do you know how fucking sick that would be? A seven foot six French fucking alien in the dunk comp? Let's fucking go. I love that idea. Uh, and his last one is, I've just checked and he is leading the league in blocks. Does this hold? Yeah, nah, yeah, I think it does. I've actually, you know, cards on the table. I bet that one <clears throat> and I feel pretty good about it. Because if you look at the uh, the way that the stats are right now, Wemby, with the blocks per game, is at 3.1. He's ahead of Lopez. He's ahead of AD. He's ahead of Kessler and Chet. Uh, it does sort of feel like Wemby 
should easily keep up at least that average. If you look at his like last, like he had a game the other day where he had zero blocks and it was weird. But just since the turn of the uh, turn of the year, the start of twenty twenty four, in five games, Wemby has sixteen blocks. <laughs> like it's just silly. And in one of those games, he had zero. So he's actually gone from strength to strength. I think over the last uh, since through December through January, he's averaging three point five blocks a game. So I think. Yeah, I think you'll actually win that. Uh, and then he also has the last, sorry, the last one. I'm not too familiar with the NBA all all uh, all NBA teams, but is his third is he third team worthy? Yeah, nah. I'm gonna still say nah because again, all NBA is even harder than All Star, right? Because you've got 15 dudes from across the entire NBA, and I just don't think he's top 15. You can rattle off like you think of the first team is probably what SGA, Luca. Joker, Tatum, Embiid, Giannis, KD, that's seven. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, Steph, Kawhi, Paul George, Bam, Ant-Man. Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to crack the top 15, I think. Oof, that is a rough one. So I'd say nah, all NBA. But the thing is, if he keeps playing and he stays healthy, he could actually give these ones a bit of a shake. Right, and he keeps giving us like these twenty-minute games where he's just like out there. And to be honest, like since the start of like basically since Christmas, he's gone thirty-six and six with seven blocks, twenty-one seven and three with a block, twenty-seven and four blocks, twenty-seven nine and five blocks, twenty-four ten and five blocks, sixteen twelve and ten in that triple double, and twenty-six and eleven in twenty minutes. That's it. He's doing all of this in like either twenty-four or twenty-six minutes a game. It's fucking silly. So. The All-NBA thing could get to the point where it's undeniable where he's per 36 numbers are through the fucking roof, but I just don't trust Pop to actually sort of let him loose, which is weird. Like the bloke's been incredible. He's averaging basically a 20 and 10 with like three assists and three blocks a game. It's going to be historic. I just don't know if he's going to make All-NBA. Uh, and last one from Hazard P. Is this medical, Strayer? My gymming has never been more motivated by the hear- horrors I'm hearing. It's akin to plain packaging smoking. Yeah, nah, yeah. Medical Australia sucks. The broken finger, I'm going to go see the fucking surgeons about that. It is fucked. The fucked foot, the fucked mouth. I don't know, man. Not great, Bob. That's what happens when you get old. Uh, Dan Drosher. Dame time. Is he the most universally liked player? I mean, it's him or Steph. But man, got to love Dame time. Yeah, nah, probably, yeah, I think. I was actually racking my brain of like, who else has like the, like out of those two, is there anybody who has like a half decent crack at being not hated by basically anybody? In the olden days, you could probably say Giannis, uh, but not really anymore. He's got a bit of a mean streak to him now. Steph, Dame, and then there's probably fucking like light years, right? Because people will still hate the Celtics and Tatum for that sort of specific idea. Same with Embiid. He's a big fucking flopping sook. That sort of shit. Donnie Mitchell, all sort of shit people up the wall. Lamello's out there tripping bam. Trey Young's a dickhole. Uh, Jokic has a bit of it, but I think people have sort of... He doesn't have like the sort of universal love I think that Dame or Steph has because, you know, he's a big weird Serbian... <laughs> Luca has too much of a whinge, like this sort of shit. So, yeah, that's a great call, Dan. 
Dane might be the most universally liked player. He and Steph. Easy. What about an unpopular opinion of the day? Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Um... About to do two Orlando Magic things. I didn't really have them on the weekend losers because they lost a couple of uh, games without a couple of their dudes, right? But I think what we've learned is that Franz Wagner, hello, might be more important to the Magic than Palo Banquero. Like, they've lost three pretty rough ones on the trot. And uh, Franz is kind of the, uh, the straw that stirs the drink, you know what I'm saying? They did play three pretty fucking good teams, though. The Wolves, the Heat, and the Thunder. And they only just lost that, lost that game to the Heat. So, but still, just worth remembering. Franz might be a little bit more important to the Magic than uh, even Paolo. He had a rough one, though, in that fucking Magic game where he missed the putbacks time and time again. Uh, what about unpopular opinion? Oh, that was the unpopular opinion of the day. What about, I'll tell you what, our back take house. It's Monday at our back. You know what that means? Well, we dropped squid number one off at his grandparents' place up in Ballarat. And on the way back home, nailed a couple of wombats. So guess what? Wombat stew. <laughs> it's good for me and it's good for you. Only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is, if the Orlando Magic get Dejunce Murray, the Magic will pull an Atlanta Hawks and make the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Only... At Outback, he would be... Look, if you're the Magic and you can get Dejunte Murray and not give up, obviously, basically, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencato, or Suggs. I mean, the Hawks probably don't want Wendell, but there's not a giant amount else to give. But a couple of firsts, Cole Anthony, what else? Like, let's fucking go. He would be so fucking good and terrifying next to Suggs that it'd be hilarious. You don't have to worry about the Fultz, Cole Anthony, weird backcourt stuff. You've got Franz, you've got Paolo. Put DeJunte around them and boom, suddenly you have a sneaky fucking awesome. It's like a little big three. I kind of love it. Suggs next to him as well. Let's fucking go. Only at our back. All right. Let's do uh, an Australian player watch right after this one. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, the Australian player watch. I, for one, am just asking for Ben Simmons to not be a dickhole. Seriously, do you see his IG post? Oh, we're in France. Like, how's that good for your back? Sitting there on a fucking railing in front of the Eiffel Tower, you dickhead. Very unserious person, I feel like. But to be honest, if you could get paid to not play basketball, you'd do it as well. Just saying. Jingling Joe Ingles is back. I enjoyed that. It was really good to see him out there against the Heat. It's like, fuck yeah, let's go, Jingles. Uh, He hadn't played since, what, mid-December. He had 14 points, 6 assists, and 3 steals in his return. He shot 5 of 10 from the floor and 4 of 8 from 3. It was like his second best game of the season. <laughs> he should take a month off all the time. Just break jingles out like once a month and let him go fucking hammering songs. I love that idea. Anyway, Josh Giddy, Giddy up. As I mentioned uh, prior, well, earlier in the show, he's been playing pretty bloody well. As a, you know, the OKC Thunder have been playing really well as well. He had 12, 8, and 4 in that win over the Magic Men against Jingles. Uh, jingles is Magic, but Jingles didn't play in that game because he. You know, he had to earn himself a bit of a rest, didn't he? 
Old fella doesn't play on back-to-backs, man. Uh, which is fine. Johnny Isaac actually came back for that game, but anywho. Uh, Giddy up. 12, 8, and 4. Went 1 of 5 from downtown. 4 of 12 from the floor in general. He's still shooting 50% for 2024, though. So, pretty good. You'll take it. You'll send one steal in there. Uh, what about our man's Paddy Thrills? Paddy Mills. Well, he has been spending a bit of time on Instagram lately, which is always nice. Uh, did also get out there on the court in that big blowout loss to the Indiana Pacers. He went one of three from the floor, 0 of one from downtown. He had two points, one rebound, and a steal. Good job, Paddy. Good job. Especially after his six trillion the other day uh, in that loss to Philly. Uh, Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landale, the rooster. How is Jock Landale going, Jim? Oh, yeah. Not great. He uh, did get out there against Boston, though, and again, a massive blowout. He played 12 minutes. He went one of six, did our man Landale. 0 of three from downtown. He had two points, three rebounds, and one assist in those 12 minutes. Uh, Would have liked to have seen a little bit more in Beantown, but that's okay. Jock, it's going to be fine. Uh, still no Dante, but Josh Greeny Green has been out there shredding for the Mavericks. Uh, just a real shame that he didn't play an awesome game uh, like he did against the, the Knicks the other day when he they went up against the Pelicans. He went 3 of 8 from the floor in 32 minutes. He had 9.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 fouls, 3 turnovers. That is a uh, lot of turnovers for Josh Green. Low usage player. That's his equal most turnovers in a game this season. Pretty brutal, but 9, 6, and 4. Otherwise, filling the gaps next to Kyrie, not bad. Derek Jones Jr. did most of the scoring from the wings on that one, so you get that on the big jobs. Hopefully Dante is back soon as well because you feel like in those games against like a team like the Pelicans, you throw Dante out there and off you go. Uh, Dyson Daniels played in that game as well. He had 10 points, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists up against the Mavs. Fucking love that. 10, 6, and 7. Shot 4 of 7 from the floor in 38 minutes. Crushed it. 0 of 1 from downtown. Uh, against Denver, though, the day before, he played 15 minutes, went 1 of 4, 0 of 2 from 3. He had 2 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Still a menace. You'll have to see that. <laughs> Good on you, the vacuum. Dyson Daniels. Uh, Do-up. Do-up. Bop-bop. Do-up. Ship it up. Bop. Do-up. The Grim Reaper. Here he here. Uh, up against the Phoenix Suns today. He had 17 and 6 with an assist and a block and two steals. He was awesome. 7 and 15 from the floor, 2 and 6 and 3. And then against Minnesota on the weekend as well, he had 14 and 6 with a block and a steal. He shot 6 of 14 and 2 of 6 from downtown. So, do up Reef. Crushing it, and you love to see it. How about Aussie Matty T? Matisse Tybal. There's a man. Three points, one rebound. Two steals, one of three shooting from the floor, one and two of which were from downtown. Aussie Matty T, not bad in that game, I guess, uh, against OKC and against his good mate Josh Giddy. Oh, no, that was the... No, wait, that was the Wolves game. He didn't play today against Phoenix. I don't know why. I should look into that. Let's have a look. Well, is there any reason... No, just illness. All right, hopefully he gets good soon. All right, there you go. There is your Australian Player Watch. What about an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence? It's the first Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber
This one's going to go to the Suvlaki King, Demana Sabonis. So today, he had a 21 point, 13 rebound, 15 assist, triple-double. He also became the first player with a 2010-15 game on 90-plus field goal percentage in NBA history, they reckon. Because he went 9 of 10 from the floor for his 21 points. Bloody good. I'll tell you what. 21, 13, and 15. 90% from the floor. That's pretty incredible. But also, the Suvlaki King became the third center in NBA history to have 10-plus triple-doubles in multiple seasons. Uh, It's Wilt Chamberlain, Nikola Jokic, and the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. I love it. Absolutely love it. He really should have dominated the fucking Sixers the other day, though. What are we doing? Uh, right, let's do a great moment in NBA Australia stat history as we do a happy audio retelling of the Chris Anstey post that went up over there on the socials today. Let's do it. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. All right. Love this one. 24 years ago today, dead set Aussie legend Chris Anstey, a.k.a. stretched out Larry Bird, pulled on his XLLL jersey, that's extra long, 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 and came off the bench for the 5-28 Chicago Bulls and put him more work than a Coonabarra brand chip in and lost to the Dikembe Mutombo, Isaiah J.R. Ryder and the similarly hapless 13-21 Atlanta Hawks. Boasting a haircut you could set your watch to, Big Chris had a razor-sharp performance as well in delivering the highest-scoring game of his entire Bulls tenure. In only 18 minutes, Anstey put up 19 points and summited Mount Matumbo like he was bloody Sir Edmund Hillary, while showing off his skills as a really tall Russell Mark and barely missing a shot. Nailing 7 of 11 from the field and knocking in a lazy 5 of 5 from the charity stripe. Pretty decent effort for a tennis player against a four-time Defensive Player of the Year, NBA Hall of Famer and noted finger wagger in Big Dikembe. But not content with dominating like Wayne the Dominator Johnson on the scoreboard, Australia's answer to what if you stretched out Chris Bosch even more and made him better also added five man-sized rebounds in a single block on J.R. Ryder that still causes poor Isaiah to wake up in a cold sweat at least three times a week two decades later. Thing is, as per bloody usual, the Mongol anti-Strayan rest were busy having a go at the former Ma- Southeast Melbourne Magic champ, slugging out Aussie hero with five clearly rubbish fouls. Well, four rubbish fouls, because he and Dikembe got into it and copped double fouls, but Big Chris at least forced a jump ball there. Basically, if he hadn't been in trouble... With the fouls, we reckon Big Chris so easily would have scored 50. After all, even though stats are for nerds, his per 36 numbers were 38 and 10 for this game. And for the season, we're an East All-Star level 15 and a half points a game and 10 rebounds per game. And I still reckon he belongs in the Bulls' ring of honor just for playing on those post-Jordan 1999-2000 shit teams. Anyway, this was Anstey's third highest scoring game for his entire NBA career. And one that he'd not better again in the NBA. Because once the 2000 NBA season was done and dusted, having achieved, his, <laughs> having achieved his goal of proving to be one of the best big men in the NBA by dominating Dikembe, Anstey came back to Australia and decided to dominate the NBL for the Victoria Titans before going to Russia to dominate like Rocky and Rocky IV and nearly die. But that's a story you can read in his book, Tall Tales. Eventually, Big Chris returned to Oz and dominated the late thousands by winning a couple more NBA titles and MVPs and did it all while being a dead set Aussie legend. Onya, Chicago Bulls legend, big Chris Anstey. Friend of the program, absolute legend. And uh, that's a big game. 19 points against the Kemi Matambo. Fun shit too. All right, good stuff. Let's do a uh, Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Let's do it, sir. All right, 
Patty thrills, Patty meals. Plenty of posts of late for Patty. Uh, Daily Grind, 197 days. We saw that one the other day about his uh, stuff, so that's good. What about Jock Landau? Because he had a good post. Uh, pop off. He and his good mate, Campaign. Turbo! at Campaign. Just sitting and having a chat. And then in his uh, Houston Rockets warm-ups. And then another one, him walking into the Celtics arena. Beanie, long coat. I don't know what the fuck those shoes are. They're horrible. Why are his shoes so bad in all of these photos? Landau, get a fucking grip, mate. And then a uh, very cool uh, look from above. What looks like Boston? I don't know. That's a good one. And then crazy industry we're in. Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Liver saying goodbye to their Pistons teammates mid-practice. Landau says, crazy industry we're in. He's not wrong. And it looks like he's uh, over there, hanging out, chilling, not illing, on the Philadelphia steps. The Rocky steps, I reckon. He might have been in Philly for that uh, nice photo. Go check it out. Good stuff. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Oh, good. As I said, squid number one's in uh, Ballarat for the weekend with his, well, for the week with his grandparents. I'll tell you what, having one squid is fucking easy. <laughs> It's crazy. It's amazing. You're like, why do we have two? Oh, because they're both very fucking special and I love them. But at the same time, having one when you're used to two is fucking just... Like, squid number one's not even that much hassle. It's just like the lack of fucking having to do all those extra things. Uh, right, we've got 11 games tomorrow. So over the weekend, we had a... Oh, fuck. Yeah, the NBA Australia picks are on the, uh, on the, on the work laptop. Uh, but we did a pretty good job, I think. We went four of eight head-to-head on Sunday's games. But today we did four of five head-to-head. And against the line on Saturday, I think we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of 11, which was really good. So I hope you made some money on Friday. Uh, but we've got 11 games tomorrow as well. Let's see if we can get eight of these right. Houston go to Philly. Philly, obviously, without Joel Embiid. The Rockets, shit on the road, but they are getting seven and a half points. I am taking the Houston Rockets. Shangoon, Jalen Green, off we go. Fred Van Vliet. Rockets can stick close. Philly, I don't know. They're just, without Embiid, who knows what this team will do. Game game in, game out. I'm going to take the Rockets because we're getting seven and a half. New Orleans go to Dallas. Dallas embarrassed the other day by the Pelicans. Dallas, I believe, are getting three and a half points tomorrow at home against this uh, Pelicans team who probably gets Zion back because it's not on a back-to-back all of a sudden. Uh, And if Dallas plus three and a half, look, if they're going to bounce back against a team and show it like a hint of fucking pride, they should win this one. So give me the plus three and a half for Dallas at home. The New York Knickerbockers of New York City against Orlando. The Knicks are seven and a half point favorites against the Magic. Now, the Magic have lost a couple by plenty of points over the weekend, right? Which is a bit tricky. I've talked about how Franz Wagner is really important to this team. They got killed by the Thunder yesterday by 12 points. Uh, they lost that tight one against the Heat on Saturday. I expect this one to be a little bit tight as well. It'll be a bit of a close game. Let's have a look at their former matchup, shall we? Uh, because some of these win- ones have been pretty strange at times, uh, the Knicks and the Magic. So if we dig into the numbers a little bit, the Magic have won the last couple. They beat them at the end of December 
they beat them back in March. The thing is, the uh, the Knicks are playing pretty well. I'm going to take the seven and a half. I think though for the uh, Magic, I think they should be able to stick close. The Knicks defense has been fucking fantastic though of late. Oh, it's a hard one. Let's have a look at the stats against the line. Oh, the Knicks are pretty good at home. Nine five and one. The Magic are twelve and nine on the road. I'll take the plus seven and a half because I think the Magic are pretty good. Even without Franz, I'm going to take it. Let's do it. So we shall take the plus seven and a half for the Magic. All right. Nah, fuck it. I'm going to go the Knicks minus seven and a half. <laughs> Can't do it. The Knicks are playing so well at the moment. They're tough as hell. I mean, yeah, they had that weird shit loss to the Mavs, but the Magic have lost three on the trot. They haven't covered any of those three. Last win came against the Hawks. France is probably a little bit too important. Uh, Detroit, they go to Washington. I'm going to take the Pistons plus five and a half here just because I think they will be a bit fun. I think in Washington, after a trade with Washington, that'll be pretty cool. So let's go Detroit plus five and a half. San Antonio go to Atlanta. The Spurs are eight and a half point underdogs. I don't know why anyone will be eight and a half point underdogs against the Hawks. I'm taking the Spurs plus eight and a half. The Warriors go to Memphis. They're eight and a half point favorites on the road against the Memphis team. Uh, that doesn't have their three best players. And, well, we don't know about Triple J. Even if he plays, I'm going to go the Warriors minus eight and a half. With Draymond back. Chicago, ooh, go to Cleveland. The Cavs, a uh, bit of a weird one with Donnie Mitchell. Go the fro, Jared Allen. My sweet baby, Karis Levert. It's a really tricky game, this one. Chicago, Cleveland, because Chicago have been playing really well. Kobe White's been awesome. Vooch. Cleveland did handle Brooklyn pretty nicely. They don't have Mobley. They don't have Garland. I might go the Bulls plus three and a half. Cleveland all the way back from Paris. I'm going to go the Bulls. Actually, no, they gave up the ghost against the Warriors the other day. Let's go Cleveland minus three and a half at home. Uh, Boston go to Toronto. As mentioned, the Raptors have lost three on the trot. Seven and a half point underdogs are the Raptors at home. Boston are killing teams at the moment. Let's go Boston minus seven and a half. Brooklyn host the Miami Heat. Let's go Brooklyn minus two and a half. Just because Brooklyn, a little bit of a rest. Miami still playing with nobody. I think Brooklyn should at least get a fucking really much needed win here at home. Indy go to Utah plus seven and a half. Indy should be able to hang offensively with Utah, even without Halliburton. They're getting seven and a half points. I reckon Utah win this one, win this one but Indy keep it close plus seven and a half. Oh, can they do that? Actually, India on a back-to-back. Now, let's go Utah minus 7.5. They are kicking the fuck out of teams, too. And then finally, OKC plus 1.5 against the Lakers. The Thunder are a better team than the Lakers. I don't know why the Lakers are 1.5 point favorites against the Thunder. Makes no sense. SGA, Chet, J-Dub, Gids. Lakers with, what, AD? Uh, No, Cam Reddish is out for a little bit with a sore knee. Let me go the Thunder. All right, there you go. That's it for today. Back tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. We're all over the socials. Uh, get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. We'll be taping that one tomorrow night. Uh, NFL playoffs. Absolute chaos. Been fun as shit too. Uh, but also, Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast. If you're into cricket, if you're into soccer, go check those out. Give them a follow as well across the social gear. Doing really funny, good, fun shit. Love it. The boys are doing very well. 
Uh, check a rating review across all the podcast apps as well. Would you? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. It really does help. Come on. Help a brother out. Get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. And big thanks. Always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats, as well as all the other uh, bands. What is it? Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Drive, Green, 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 and Dozers. For all the tunes you hear throughout the show, smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. All right, we're going to close out with a really quick deli review, and then we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. I'm going to go run of the cricket. Go to the BBL tonight, sick a few tins, have a laugh. With the cricket today, boys, actually, that'll be fun. All right, this is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later as in now. Oi, 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 how the fuck are you? Just drove my deli over here to swing a boy from my latest pop culture review, eh? What I gotta tell you, been a pretty crazy couple of weeks playing lots of fucking basketball, and you know, I just doing good stuff or whatever. You know, we're in there fucking fighting, scrapping, winning the odd game here and there and shit. But also, I had a fucking random work night off on the weekend, and so the miss was like, right, I'm choosing a movie and we're gonna watch it. And I'm like, fucking, here we go, some fucking rom com weird shit. And guess what? I was right. She's like, oh, we're going to watch that Salt Burn. It's like some movies on the Amazons and like you've got to watch it and it's like some sort of like, like I might win Oscars and shit. I'm like, fucking here we go. What's it about? She's like, oh, it's like some eccentric English dudes who are like all like fucking go to Oxford and then it's like they're really rich. I'm like, fuck me dead. All right. So we watch it and it's like fucking weird as and it's got some good twists. I'm not going to fucking spoil nothing, but... Tell you what, bit weird. It's like, you know, all about it. Just go check it out. Stop burn. It'll fucking change your perspectives on stuff, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. How good's that fucking Barry? The Barry Keown, though. He's fucking good, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so I'll still give it like 19 out of 10 deli ones because that had me fucking at the end of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, go check it out. All right. I think it's on Amazon. So yeah, why not? All right. Until next week. Let it fuck go. Deli out. Yeah.